0: Take your Bibles, turn with me to the book of John. Book of John in chapter five. As we were singing that song. I love to tell the old, old story. I couldn't help but think how much I've been loving going through this book of John. And that's because it tells the story. It tells the old, old story. God and his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Apostle John wanted people to know that Jesus is the Son of God. John chapter 5 we've been going through this chapter. and Jesus had been answering those Jews who sought to kill him because he healed on the Sabbath. And then they sought the more to kill him because he made himself equal with God by saying that he was the son. He was the son of the father. And he gave many proofs through his testimony that he was the son. He is the son. And that God was his father. One of those was his ability to give life. To take that which is dead and make it live. Another is that he is the judge. All judgment has been given to him. But Jesus, in recognizing uh, the fact of uh, of the principles of of the commandments of God and that, that testimony was not good unless it was had two or more witnesses. And up till then, Jesus had been testifying of himself. And he said it wasn't credible. It wasn't true. It was true, but according to Jewish law, they couldn't base its it's truth or it's fiction upon the testimony of one so jesus begins to present his lineup his lineup of witnesses the holy spirit john the baptist the very works that Jesus did witnessed to who he was. And the Father, the Father gave testimony, the Father gave witness. And he said to those Jews, you neither neither hear him For have his word abiding in you, dwelling in you. And now he comes to the last witness that he's to give. A verse that we've known, I've known for many years. But when you put it in the context of what is going on here, it, it, it has meant so much more. As did verses 24 of this chapter, its context. Verse 39 this morning, we read Search the scriptures. For in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. They give witness to me. The scriptures give witness. Of course, in this setting, in this time period in which he was speaking, the only scriptures they had Available to them at this time was Moses, the writings of Moses, and the prophets. So that those are the scriptures he is referring to there. However, today we have the entire, the complete word of God, and the complete word of God, all 66 books, Testify of Jesus Christ. Taking a look at the word search. This word search in the Greek it is a verb, and in the Greek it can be indicative. Or imperative. The context determines whether it's indicative or whether it's imperative. In looking at the context, it doesn't make sense to say that it is imperative. It's not Jesus here commanding them to search the scriptures because you think you have eternal life in them. It makes more sense for it to be indicative, which is you search the scriptures for you think or because you think you have eternal life in them. Oh, what is being said is, you do search, ye do search the scriptures for or because in them you think you have eternal life. The Jews did search the scriptures. That was. Part of who they were, in fact, they knew them real well. They could quote whole passages of scripture. I'm not talking about just a verse or two. I'm talking about whole passages of scripture they could quote. They knew them so well that they could tell you the middle point, the middle word of each book. Of the entire scripture of the writings of Moses and the prophets. They could tell you where the middle was. Where the halfway point was. They even had it down to the very jot. Just the little mark of the pen. Where the middle point was. In it. That's how well they knew the Scriptures. And they thought by by that, because the Scriptures were given to them, and and their their reading of the Scriptures and the knowledge of the Scriptures, they had eternal life. They thought that, that gave them eternal life. hope that's not you today. They thought that they had eternal life in their searching, in their knowledge of the scriptures. They thought by having these writings in their possession and reading them often, And hearing them, hearing them expounded every Sabbath day in their synagogues that they would obtain and inherit eternal life. The Scripture proclaims. the message of eternal life it shows us how to come into the possession of eternal life but only Christ Only the Lord Jesus Christ can give eternal life. Going back up to to verse 24. Verse 24 of this fifth chapter. Where Jesus said, verily, verily, truly, truly, it's a sure thing. I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is. (laughs) Right now. When the dead... Those who are dead spiritually, dead in trespasses and sins, shall hear the voice of the Son of God. Shall hear my voice, my words. Nay, the hearer shall live. For as the father hath life in himself, so hath he given, for in for as the father, for as the father, connecting verses 24 and 25 with what he's saying here in 26. For as the father hath life in himself so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself. He is life. And no man has life in himself. No man has life apart from Jesus Christ given it to him, and hath given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the Son of Man. Turning to chapter 17 on this point. Chapter 17 of John. In verse 2, Jesus here is Praying to the Heavenly Father, His Father. He says in verse 2: As Thou hast given Him the Son power over all flesh, that He should give eternal life to as many as Thou hast given Him to as many as the Father chose before the foundation of the world, he gave unto the Son. The Son came and now gives eternal life to every one of those in their time. You do not obtain eternal life by reading the scriptures. I knew a man in my youth was a neighbor a couple miles down the road sitting in his dining room with the pastor of the church at that time. And he knew the scriptures. He read them through, completely through, Genesis through Revelation. But he had not belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. Reading the scriptures. Is a good thing to do. If you take the the principles from the Word of God, God that are there, it'll cause you. It, it can cause you to have a good moral life. Well, it's not salvation. You do not obtain eternal life by knowing. The scriptures. In other words, knowing them well enough that you can even quote whole passages of scripture as these Jews. These were these were the prominent of the Jewish religion. Prominent. They, they, They were chief priests and elders and scribes and Pharisees. They were well-versed in the scriptures. But they were without Christ. Jesus saying in this verse that they didn't possess eternal life even though they thought by their reading and and their bit, great knowledge that they had of the scriptures that uh, it was eternal life you do not obtain eternal life by being religious he was talking he was talking to religious people he was talking to Jews as we said high priests and and, and elders and Crimes and Pharisees, they were very religious. But they did not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God. You only receive eternal life by believing. By believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you truly believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, it manifests itself within a changed life. You no longer are the same. Individual that you once were. Turn with me to the third chapter of the book of John and a verse that I dare say everyone here today could quote. Verse 16. John chapter 3 and Verse 16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth, he believes, and once upon belief, he continues to believe, and he continues to believe until. This physical life is over, and he stands complete in Christ Jesus. Believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Who are these words said to? Well, yes, they're said to you and I today, whosoever believeth. On the son whom the father sent. Has eternal life. But they're said to Nicodemus back in the first verse Nicodemus. Nicodemus was a ruler of the Jews. He was on sat on the Sanhedrin. He was a prominent Jew. He was very religious, steeped in in the scriptures, a great knowledge of the scriptures. But he knew something was not, he didn't understand something. He didn't know something. He came to Jesus by night because he didn't want to be looked down upon by, by his fellows who sat on the Sanhedrin who were so critical of Jesus. And he came to Jesus by night to ask him the way of salvation, to ask him about being saved. Jesus said to Nicodemus, this religious ruler, you must be born again. He said, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, be exalted, be be lifted up on the cross and die that whosoever, verse 15, that whosoever believeth in him, the one who is lifted up on the cross, dying for sinners, whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life, have eternal life. And this, this Son of Man is the one whom God sent into the world that whosoever believeth should not perish, but have everlasting life. Believe. <laughs> Hearing the Word of God and obedience to the Word of God, which is a manifestation that you have truly heard the Word of God because your life has changed. Is eternal life back to the book of Acts? Book of Acts in Chapter Eight Philip. Philip is preaching the gospel. He's preaching the Word of God. And he's preaching it to Samaritans. Those of Samaria. And a great multitude of those Samaritans believe. They're saved. They come into possession of eternal life. And the angel of the Lord says, I'm done in Samaria for now. It says, I want you to go someplace, Philip. Verse 26. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia. Now pay attention to this verse. A man of Ethiopia, and eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship. Who was this Ethiopian eunuch? This Ethiopian eunuch was a Jew by birth, by pedigree. He was a Jew that was born in Ethiopia because he was an Ethiopian. But he was an Ethiopian Jew. Very religious, huh? Being a Jew. And he shows he's religious by the fact that he went from Ethiopia to Jerusalem for to worship as the Jews did. To worship God. He was religious. Was returning, verse 28, and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. Notice, he he read Isaiah, the book of Isaiah. He was reading in the book of Isaiah. He's reading the scriptures. He's reading... The law and the prophets. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah or Isaiah, and said, Un- Understandest thou what? thou readest. Do you know the meaning of the scripture that you're reading? He read the scriptures. He knew the scriptures. He was religious. He went to Jerusalem to worship. He was a Jew by pedigree. Notice his answer. And he said, how can I, except some man should guide me, some man should teach me, guide me into understanding? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture where he read was this: he was led as a sheep to the slaughter and like a lamb dumb before his shears, so opened he not his mouth in his humiliation his judgment was taken away, and who shall declare his Generation, for his life is taken from the earth. Isaiah 53, beginning with verse 7, is where this man was reading. And he he read it. He knew the words, what he was reading. But he didn't understand it. He didn't have a knowledge of what he was reading. It shows it here, verse 34. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet? Of himself or some other man? You see, he didn't know. He didn't know the meaning, he didn't understand. What he was reading. Is Isaiah talking about himself? Or is he talking about some other prophet? Or is he talking about some other man? He had no idea. They were speaking about the Son of God. The Lord Jesus Christ. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they were on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? I'm a good Jew, a a Jew by pedigree, born in Ethiopia. I'm religious. I go to Jerusalem for the feast and worship God. I'm even reading the scriptures. (laughs) What doth hinder me to be baptized? Well, that's not what he said. He just wanted wanted to know, I think he'd come to belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 37 illustrates that. And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, (laughs) there's the key, there's what's necessary for eternal life. You must believe with all the heart You must be fully persuaded that it is so. Thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. See, before Peter, uh, before excuse me, before Philip came and expounded that passage of Scripture to him, he had no idea that that passage of Scripture was talking about Jesus Christ. He didn't know the meaning. He didn't have it in his heart. But when the word got in his heart, through belief, it was working preaching of Peter of Philip and the holy spirit making him alive he believed he believed with all his heart he became fully convinced fully persuaded that Jesus Christ is the son of god and being the son of god That means God sent him. What did he send him for? He sent him to die for sinners that whosoever believeth should not perish but have everlasting life. The 16th chapter of the book of Acts. The 16th chapter. Again, Paul and Silas. They've come to the fi- city. They're on their missionary journey, and they've come to the city of Philippi, and they're, which is a very idolatrous city, steeped in idolatry. And they come preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And souls are being converted. They're being saved. And the goldsmith and the silversmith begin to see their business being depleted. People are being saved and they're no longer in need of those idols, which they make and made a business and make good money on. And so they go to the magistrates and the rulers of the city and they get them to be, imprisoned them, to shut them up. Listen, they didn't just imprison them. They, they cast them into the prison and gave the jailer charge over them. But I want you to listen to this. They were put in the inner prison. I mean, the most secure part of the prison, they were put in in chains. I mean, they, they're, they are a great threat to, to the state. They're, they're, they're to be feared. I mean, they're boy homeland Security's after them. We've got to shut these guys up. They're a threat to, to our nation. They put them in the most secure prison that they could in the inner prison. Other cells around. I mean, right in the midst. They come to Philippi preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're in prison, they're in the inner prison, in chains. It's midnight. What are they doing? <laughs> They're praying. They're praying when all the other prisoners and the jailer are probably trying to, to catch a, 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 some sleep. And they begin singing praises to God. They're, they're in prison. And they're, they're praying and they're singing praises to God. This jailer, this Philippian jailer, the one who was given charge over them, over Paul and Silas, he probably heard their preaching of the gospel because they went through the city preaching. So he probably heard the preaching of the gospel. And now he hears these, these, these fanatics. Down here in the, his prison that he's given the charge over, praying and singing praises unto God, worshiping God in the pri- his prison. <laughs> An earthquake happens. And it shakes the prison. And the prison door is bound open and the chains fall off their ankles And the the jailer, oh, no, all the prisoners are escaping. I'm going to kill myself because if I don't kill myself, the magistrates are going to have me killed. And he's about to kill himself. And Paul and Silas says, do thyself no harm. We're all here. They have been preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. They've been praying and they've been singing praises to God. And now when they have an opportunity to escape, they don't escape. They stay right there. The Philippian jailer falls down at the feet of Paul and Silas because they had something that he knew he didn't have. Yes, he'd heard the word of God. He'd he'd witnessed their praying, and and as some men do when they're praying, they, they preach a message in their prayer. And they're singing praises to God. And they didn't escape when they have an opportunity to. These men got something I don't have. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Notice their response. Well, you need to read more of the word of God. You need, need to read more of the scriptures. You need to be more religious. No, that wasn't their answer. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house. <laughs> and they took them took and spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house they preached the gospel of Jesus Christ again. And he and all that were in his house that heard the preaching of the word believed, they were saved. They became possessors of eternal life. 1 John. The book of 1 John, chapter 5. Verse 10. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself He that believeth not God hath made him a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. This life is in belief in his Son, He that hath the Son, he that hath belief in the Son, hath life. And he that hath not the Son of God, hath not life. You can't get any plainer than that. You must believe. Reading the scriptures is a good thing to do. Going to church is a good thing to do. But it's not salvation. It's not eternal life. You must believe the Lord Jesus Christ died, was sent of God, to be your Savior, to suffer and die for you. The scriptures testify of Jesus. Verse 39 of our text, Jesus said, and they are they which testify of me, he said. The scriptures testify of him. The writings of Moses and the prophets testify of me, he said. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15. The seed of woman is the Lord Jesus Christ. Moses wrote of it. In Genesis chapter 12 and verse 3, Moses wrote concerning Abraham and God's promise to Abraham that he would make make of him his seed, they would, he would bless them that bless him and curse him that curses him, and all the families of the earth would be blessed in him. <laughs> the seed of Abraham. Jesus Christ was that seed of Abraham that Moses wrote of there in the 49th chapter of the book of Genesis, Moses again writes concerning Jacob and, and, and his blessings that he gave out to his sons. And, and there in, in verse 10 of, of chapter 49, he says, The scepter shall not depart from Judah until Shiloh become, until Jesus Christ become. Moses wrote of a prophet like unto himself in the book of Genesis in chapter 18 and verse 15. A prophet like unto himself. God will give Israel a prophet like unto Moses, but a greater prophet than Moses shall come from Israel. Shall come from your brethren, he said. the book of Luke chapter 24 verse 27 Jesus has resurrected from the grave has rose has arose from the grave he, the tomb is empty and he meets two, two disciples on the Emmaus road <laughs> he rebukes them because they don't know the scriptures how that Jesus was to rise from being the grave three days and three nights and rise from the dead verse 27 says and he began at Moses and the prophets and expounded unto them all the scripture concerning himself. And they invite him to stay with them. Don't go on, stay with me. And he stays and he sets down at bread with them. And he opens their understanding. And they understand what they have been reading in Moses and the prophets. You go on down in and, and verse 45 and, and, and they've joined themselves with, with the 11 apostles and, and, and they're not fully understanding about the risen Christ either. And when Jesus appears in, in the room, The door's being shut, and he just appears there in the room. They think they've seen a ghost, a spirit. And they're afraid and trembling. Jesus says, see my hands, see my feet, see my wounds. Flesh and bone." don't have this their flesh the spirit doesn't have flesh and bone as you see here it's me Jesus and he, he asked for some bread and, and a honey, piece of honeycomb and he eats it and then verse 45 says he opened their understanding. And then they understood. I mean, jesus they had been with Jesus, and Jesus had told them, told them about his needs to go to Jerusalem. He must suffer many things at the hands of the, uh, of the elders and the chief priests and be put to death, and he would arise again the third day. He told them at least that on three different occasions. But they didn't really understand. Till he opened their understanding. Book of 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 10. These are all to show you that the scriptures testify of Jesus Christ. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 10 of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. The prophets, the prophets had the word of God. They gave forth the word of God. They gave forth Testimony concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. Concerning his suffering. Concerning his death. Concerning his burial. Concerning his resurrection. They believed it. They trusted in it. And they kept looking all their life. They kept looking for the coming sent one of God one set by God that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life you can read the scriptures you can study the scriptures you can quote scriptures you can go to church But do you believe the record, the witness of the scriptures concerning the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you believe and continue to believe with all your heart? You're fully persuaded that God sent the Lord Jesus Christ to be. Your Savior? Shall we stand?